0: Welcome to The Lumber Word, where industry veterans Matt Beamer, Greg Riley, and Ashley Buckle dissect the world of commodity lumber each week. We bring you up-to-date insights on supply, demand, and market trends, sharing our trading expertise to benefit everyone in the supply chain. Join us for informative and entertaining discussions that guarantee to make you wiser about all things lumber.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the lumber word for the week of 913. Greg Riley, Sitka USA, Matt Beamer, uh, Hampton Lumber Sales, Ashley Buckle, with the Lumber Channel. So, first of all, I want to do what we did last week and thank our audience. Uh, great feedback from last week. Got some real exciting stuff to talk about. We have a new producer for our show david david is listening he's going to improve this show and take us into the syndication stratosphere by popular demand so david glad you're on board here we spent some time with greg matt and i yesterday and uh had some pretty good conversations about it matt you had a good point you brought up about how uh, a lot of people listen to this podcast now what started out as just a bunch of fun us sitting around really for our own benefit to talk market and what's going on and just from being lifelong friends in, uh, in the lumber business. And I guess that's how podcasts really get going. And Can it still be fun? Can we still do that? Well, it's it's a great I point. I wouldn't
2: do it if it wasn't fun, honestly. It would yeah. it'd just, be, I just it'd say, be like, yeah, like, I'm going to go see, see the, the dentist instead.
0: Matt and uh, Matt and Dave were like just going like oh, w- right up here talking about wave files, ripping, zipping. I mean, it was it was Yeah, as we
1: as we rip our wave files here
0: yeah, yeah, in yeah. sequence
1: with everything else we're doing, but I'm excited about it. So, you know, one thing we give away a lot of information to this industry that has given us a lot and has made our lives possible to be pretty darn good. What we'll do in the future too is put a uh Disclaimer on this because these ideas that we talk about are really just our own ideas. So, this is not in any way any advice to do anything, to go out and do anything. This is what we're doing. We need to have like the disclosure he has
0: a position in this, his family trust owns this, right? That that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, that's charitable remainder trust may have an interest (laughs) in this commodity.
1: But you know, Matt had a good point. Uh, and I hear this a lot too. Isn't it amazing how, when we go to different events, like people, I don't even, I don't know, or do know, they come up and they go, Hey, aren't you the one of Are the guys the guy? that does that? And Matt's told me these stories and I let la- we laugh about them. Like, <laughs> uh, like where you've had some CEOs walk up and say, Hey, I watch your show every week. Right.
2: Uh, I had one guy that kept staring at me one time I was at a funeral. And this guy was. was a little creepy.
0: I bet that was kind of creepy. I had to be. Well, a bit it was creepy.
2: the after. The, even it was a pretty major figure in our business who passed away that I used to sell lumber to. And and um, while I was there, this guy kept looking at me. And I'm, God, I finally I walked up to him. I was uncomfortable. I said, "Do I know you from somewhere?" And he goes, "No, I don't think so. Where are you from?" And I'm like, "I'm Matt Beamer from Hampton," and blah blah blah. And he's like, "No," and I go, "Well, maybe you have seen me." on the podcast or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we started talking, we talked for like twenty minutes, and it turns out this guy's like a big big wig executive for some major corporation. I'm like, huh, interesting. So those guys are watching this, huh? That's interesting.
1: That's really cool. And Matt, you brought up the point yesterday about how uh, a lot of younger people in the industry that it may be either rookies or only been in it in their first five years, a lot of people listen to this to get the insight of maybe what's going on because honestly some of the things that we talk about i wish i heard when i was a rookie right
2: you've got 30 years to have built up your knowledge base you know you yeah. can't really replace time you do need time in the chair it's like I being like an airline guys, pilot like you're guys, not going to just great. go from flying a cessna to myself right
0: what's that correct i like the guys to tell us that oh you guys you guys give too much info away
1: <laughs> yeah like
0: it's like, it, yeah. like Mushroom theory. Keep everybody in the dark and beat them a bunch of...
1: So, so as we move forward, David's yeah, going David, to <laughs> put us out on a bunch of the... Uh, it, it's called... Yes, you know, you it's, the name for it is syndication, right? So we are going to get out and eventually we are going to continue the podcast, the free version, and we're going to go over to a premium version probably in the future. But right now we're going to throw it out there and see where it goes. Clean up work. I'm traveling next week, but we'll see if we can do the show. I'll be out at one of the large golf outings, one of the big retail yards next week in Pennsylvania. If you can guess who that is, can't looking forward to it. Matt, I'll see some of your people out there. So shout out to the guys from 84 Lumber. Can't wait to see you. And then I'll be returning through Chicago via SBCA, going to the BCMC show in Indy. I'll be talking at that along with Russ Taylor, Greg Kuda, Alex Mead. And a panel of other people that I'll be with, uh, James Zerker from Shelter and Sean from Timberland. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. So if you're around, that's going to be a great panel. Wow, you got like some heavy hitters Yeah, there. It's going to be really, really good. So um, I, I love growing this stuff. And, he, and Matt, you just got back from Yosemite and I think you got El Capitan. Yeah. You got El Capitan behind you.
2: That's, yeah, that's the 3,000 foot uh, slope that Alex Honnold. Did you free climb that, Matt? I'm I'm terrified of heights. There's no way, buddy. I like taking pictures of it. If you though. get a
1: chance, watch the special with a guy free climbed it uh, by hand.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's magnificent magnificent look at, yeah. Just to to imagine that a guy climbed that without a rope, it's nah. – <laughs> no, it was, it was fun. I mean, if you guys ever get a chance to, to take a trip out there – I know, Ashley, I talked to you, and you said you'd already been out there one time, but anyone that's not been to Yosemite just – stop what you're doing and go
1: Matt one thing that I realized and i probably appreciate it more after being in this industry I was out there when I was 23 22 the size of those freaking trees driving through there when you stop and pull over and walk up next to one it's it's a it's amazing <laughs> even in the base camp of Yosemite, somebody there by yeah. El Capitan you walk around those ponderosa pines and some of those others yeah. and uh,
2: absolutely insane and I see a lot of trees in Oregon, but there's some really big trees down there. It's it's cool.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So I'll jump in. So last week we reminisced and talked about how good the previous week was relative to what everybody was talking about. So I'll just sum up. We are going into what Greg always talks about, at least in spruce, into a slower time period. Mills are back producing. From what we saw last week, there was not a lot of inventory build at the end-use level, and there was continued quick consumption where people were calling, looking for trucks and so forth. We're, we're still a little ways out on some Euroboats, but they're starting to hit right now. We'll follow up on the current different species, but we were pleasantly surprised with what was going on. We didn't see anything tremendous as far as an uptick in demand, but we didn't see anything terrible as far as anything down we talked a little bit about houses being built a little smaller but for entry level talked about repair and remodel being good so that's that's what we saw greg Matt, anything to
2: feed into that good summary. um i remain busy so i mean it's but i mean it's not overall busy in every part of the us right so pretty regionalized market right now but the business that i'm doing is still clicking along. The pace is slowed a little bit, but it's not slowed that much. And and especially if you have any 16s, as you guys know, any two before 16s, whatever grade you're talking, it helps your business activity. So, but yeah, I mean, it just feels like uh, people are determined to keep their inventories relatively low. And if you have, you know, the things that sort of fit what they're looking for at the moment, you're going to get, you're going to get orders. And it's not really about price. It's more about just having what they want and being able to ship it.
1: And full disclosure, we do have 16s. <laughs> so, and uh, they're, they're one of the yeah. items we've been talking about and we've liked for it for a long time. You know, Matt brought out two by six 16s
0: a few weeks yeah. ago, and they haven't started to move yet. But so I'm just wondering when that move comes. It's going to be similar. Two by four sixteens, they sat down there and couldn't get off the floor and then they rallied a hundred and fifty dollars a thousand. Two by six sixteens are at a value price level. And I'm my question is, when does that happen? Now,
1: that's
2: a great question. I, I got an answer for you on that. Excellent. I've been thinking about that that very question myself because I invested in a bunch of those two by six sixteens and I've sold half of my position so far. However, I've had to wrangle arms to do that. You know, it's not like people are calling in and going, hey, I need five trucks of those or I need two cars of those. That's not, not the case. It's just me being an aggressive salesperson and moving my inventory. That, that's it. But here's the answer. Long answer. The mills right now in the world, in the West that I'm aware of, including my own sawmills, are still pumping out too much two six. And the price spread between 2x4 and 2x6 is going to invite more production in 2x4 in the future. But it's going to take a month or two before you start to see a lot more 2x4 coming back out into the market and a lot less 2x6 coming out into the market. So there's your answer. It's going to take a it's going to take another probably two months for that effect fully to be felt on, on the 2x6-16 six thing.
1: That's good feedback, Matt. I mean, so basically the people you're selling the 2x6-16s now – from What we're looking at are getting in at a pretty good investment level, too. Still, at these numbers,
2: I mean, it's the same price as two before number three that I'm selling cars yeah. of. So, when you can buy two by six 16s, two and better at the same price as carloads of two before number three random, I don't know, seems like a good deal to me. Yeah, yeah, oh hey, two by uh, <laughs>
1: two by two by four 16 foot euro. I mean, we'll highlight this again. I mean, two or three months ago, that market was trading at Four fifty. Uh, and I got quoted today at six fifty at some ports. I don't think the market is at six fifty, but I've seen market prices sold between five seventy five and six hundred and people coming we put some stuff out there coming in at six hundred for first week of October and people just say it's too far out, right? and they've been telling us that on vessels and then they buy them when they're two weeks away, right? So we'll see on that one. So going into September, what does the lay of the land look like, Greg? I, you mean like like we're mid-September, going right? Into now. October, my bad. Yeah, thank you. But you know, I sat on a call with a couple of Euro people yesterday with you, Greg, and they asked you. And I just listened. Like uh, so, Matt. Whenever Greg's on the phone talking to these people, I kind of just suck it in. I. I uh, I don't have a lot to add sometimes but maybe you could, maybe you could summarize Greg cuz they asked you we asked them first of all what does the european shipments look like and this is a great way to talk about some different species and they gave us some great feedback the three we talked to and and they asked the same feedback from you what do you see and I think there was consensus could you summarize a little bit what we talked about yesterday what you can share can we go behind the paywall now? Yeah, well, that that'll be that's where we will eventually we'll say okay, all you other subscribers, you will now go into the pay mode. The other ones will be dropped.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is anyone in the anyone in this business is not going to be surprised. the The current run rate on European lumber is about is down fifty to sixty percent from what it was Q four and Q one last year as we can see most of the excesses that from that time period have been cleaned up and there's really what we're what we continue to see is vessel names and ship times being changed because the companies are waiting for enough lumber to get to the ports in Germany so that the vessel can be full or at least full enough to sail and there's no expectation that that is going to change.
1: Hey, Greg, just the just so people that don't know what that means, normally when you get a vessel manifest, it ships when it's supposed to ship. And as Greg said, now we're getting notifications of uh, now it's going to ship a week later and it's on this other vessel because there's not as much being produced. And there's smaller lot orders, I'm guessing. And that means people have to wait for a ship to completely fill up right more more drops more stops more more loads right
0: so I mean I think we're you know we're changing that dynamic and you know to Matt's point if you're a European shipper you're you're eight to 12 weeks out in terms of a ship cycle of changing things and we can already see this happening is eight to ten 12 weeks from now there's going to be a lot less two by six shipped and more two by four.
1: Yeah, that makes, uh, that makes absolute sense, Greg. But and, and also, I think just say what you, less European coming over, there was a big push three or four months ago or five months ago where they loaded the docks. That's kind of dissipated. Don't see that again. Uh, we also talked about production cost levels. Some of the European mills are going to keep shipping lumber. Some of them are up against costs, but the fact is we've probably found a level of of where this is going to maintain coming over to the United States at these levels, right? until until they find a better place in the world to ship it to and right now we are the best place in the world to ship it to
2: yeah i don't think that's going to change i mean it the prices aren't what the best right but they're better than better than what else and our dollar strong so so matt
1: western spf do you 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 stay into that pretty good you're in the efp market on that all kind of stuff where we can talk about Western and futures expiring here. What are you seeing on Western spruce and,
2: and the different you know, it's items? Quarterly. I, I yeah. don't think the mills have a, a massive amount of, of on the ground inventory that they need to sell. I think, you know, between the the VMIs and the contracts that they have in place and then I like I alluded to, that there's a little bit more tube six production in the in the air than there needs to be. That's probably more their focus right now is two ba six rather than two by four. So uh, I think that the September is gonna just end up on a bit of a firm, maybe slightly stronger note. And then everybody that wants to be short seems to want to be short in November. I don't agree with that right now. I, I think it's uh too cheap to short it. I don't it's not doesn't look like a good hedge to me. So I'm not doing that. All I'm doing is just buying undervalued cash and then selling it. And I'm keeping my inventory relatively moderate to low and just churning it fast. So That's my plan. That's how I hedge myself, right? Is just not build up five, six million feet inventory for no reason.
0: Where do you think the value on
2: Western Spruce two by fours is right now? What price? The cash market is for mid 400s. So, I mean, I sold a whole bunch of it for Babine and Decker for our sawmills Uh, a week ago at about 435, 445 Prince George. And the board is at what 510 or something 395 right now equivalent that's a buy right that's not a sell and so then on top of that i've been expitting i've been buying the september contract and taking delivery for my own inventory like not to sell it but just because the value that i could get out of the board is so much better than what i can just go buy a cash car for i'm saving myself like 40 bucks I'm going to take that 40 bucks and I'm just going to put it in my little savings bank and just hope to God that it pays off. And it, so far it's working. And that's the other reason why I don't want to buy or sell November or January at this point in, in the cycle. You know, the other thing is that I'm seeing more activity for bids for jobs. So that, that had slowed down a little bit. But now all of a sudden there's jobs that are popping up that are like, hey, we're going to start this in November which tells me that these builders have been sitting on it. They just figured I can just make more money by waiting, right? So now they're starting to think differently. Like, maybe I should just go ahead and cover this. But why would they do that if they thought the market was going to keep going down, if it's going to keep going down? So I'm not going to argue with those guys. I'm just going to listen to them and I'm going to react to it. But that's the kind of data I'm seeing right there. And then my own desk, I'm still busy. If I was not busy, then I might have a different attitude about all this stuff. But all these things point to me that we're at an inflection point in the market where we're not going to go down much further in the short term. In the long term, we could, but that would be going back to what I said last week about bigger economic waves that we have no control over. But as far as what's going on within the lumber industry right now, what I'm reading is is low inventory, relatively low prices, and still pretty good demand.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the way I've been describing things is the market's very close to equilibrium right here with no real excesses of inventory anywhere in the pipeline. And so other than Certain products have some relative weakness, certain products have some well, relative strength, and a bunch of products have neither weakness nor strength. It's just transactional value. It's 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 churning at this market price. And, and I think to Matt, to your point, you know, the wild card as we move through September expiration this week into in spruce at least, the second, the last two weeks in September are historically the two weakest weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. On average. No, not every year, but on average, they're the two weakest weeks of the year. You know, and we know that the market makes a bottom sometime from the end of September to the first of December. In that, in that eight-week time period, that's normally where you make a seasonal low. What I'm looking for, actually, to your point, is I'm looking for September's kind of expiring a little bit, you know, it's 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 a little weak right here. We'll see where it ultimately expires at. But I'm looking at November putting a bottom in and moving to uh moving to a premium to the cash market over the next thirty days. And I think, you know, I think that will present some good hedging opportunities.
2: I hope you're right, dude. I've been waiting for that for a while. I mean, the last opportunity we had it got up to fifty five sixty, I think, and I sold it, you know, because that to make sense. it's like, okay, I've got some lower cost of inventory. I can go ahead and sell a bit of a premium. But ever since then there has been no opportunity. So if we get another one, I'll I'll fire some more bullets into it to hedge my inventory again. But for now, that doesn't, that's not the case. As far as what you're going to say, Ashley, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Inter-
1: you didn't interrupt. Uh, U.S. species, Matt. What's, uh, what's going on with U.S. species?
2: You know, sneaky, strong. The green dug fur is, it's just trading. I would say it's just churning. It's not really going up or down. Dry hem fur, dry dug fur, same boat. You know, we get enough orders every day and every week by hook or by crook it's really not much different than Spruce. I mean, there's just business out there right. and we're not getting flooded with it, but we're not going to get shut out every day either. It's just it is what it is. It's very steady and stable and, and you know, quite honestly, just kind of boring. There's no excitement to it. And
1: that we talked about the Euro, Greg, Eastern Spruce, the uh, the sandbox you play a lot in. What uh, what what are you seeing on Eastern Spruce after we came a couple, three or four weeks out of shutdowns, some stuff, people seem to be coming to the market with offerings. Less this week than it was last week. Coming to you with stuff, but you give them big counters or tell you they're selling higher than that. I mean, what do you, what what's your feeling? The market's sharply sideways.
0: Good way to put it, quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, it's sharp. It's sharply sideways. Hey, every day there's somebody that has a little buildup of something that's going to sell at a discount to the market. And on the same token, oh, there's a couple of items that are they're that tighter. I, I was actually surprised today when I heard um, of one of my guys said, "Hey, yeah, we sold a dozen cars of, of two by four number three sixteens in Texas yesterday." Gave me a number. It was you know it was in the mid five in the mid five hundreds delivered. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, yeah, I guess you know that makes makes sense when I looked at, when I looked at it. So uh, yeah, I am and I'm anticipating not a lot of change to that. I, to Matt's point, I mean, I'm actually looking at I'm actually I'd come out of the last of uh, my short. September's. And I'm actually inkling right now with an idea of like, uh, of buying some See what kind of
1: EFE opportunities there are. That's a good thought process, Greg. Yeah. And you'd have to go, you'd have to use, you have to go off of four of them, right? To do that. Or
2: yeah, four to one. Yep.
1: You want to make sure
0: that you got four at a, at a, at a kick.
1: That's So, so look at the, for the people that watch this show, that are home builders, whatever, wondering just, Hey, we're out quoting stuff and we got to lock stuff in, in the future. And we don't know what to do. what, what should people look at right now, as far as where we're at in the price cycle, and if they're trying to put numbers together for Q4, what should they be thinking right now?
2: Well, I mean, my my big picture thought process is that we're going to have less demand just because of time of year, right? Typically, you tend to, and more production, right? I mean, that just kind of that's why we usually hit seasonal lows for that time frame. I don't think this year is going to be any different. I would expect that that will happen. It just might be a little bit more delayed in time than than last year. Last year, about this time last year, I was in Texas traveling around and the reload the main reload that I used was so full of lumber and they had 53 cars sitting on their whole track that they couldn't bring in and the guy that runs the place took me to lunch and just begged me, "Matt, anything you can do to get some inventory sold out of here, I'd appreciate it. I can't even bring cars in." This year is a totally different story. There's there's not that much inventory on the ground. Our inventory as a company is one third of what it was last year at this time. And the price of lumber isn't falling $300. Last year, we were at seven something in the middle of August. And by the time we got to the middle of October, we we're in the in the 450 range, right? So it's a great point, Matt. Man, so this is not using, happening the yeah. same way last year as it did last year. So I do think that there's going to be a little bit lower outtake of, of lumber, flow of lumber in the fourth quarter. And I do think that we'll have ample production. I wouldn't say it's going to go up. I don't think it's going to go down. And so I, I, I could see that I could see a slightly one of these kind of markets where it just kind of goes like like this. It just sort of just gently slopes towards a lower price point, but not any big sell off.
0: If you think about 20, 21, 22 and even early 23, I mean, we had. Just astronomical, wild volatility in price, record high. I mean, things swung. There was times when things swung like a thousand dollars, a thousand in in the three month time period. You know, with that volatility, the reversion to mean would be an extended period of time with very, very low volatility, where prices just bounce along somewhere plus or minus the cost of production. Uh, You know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So my expectation is is that that's what the next six months plus is going to be. With the caveat is, I don't know, like on the supply side, I think it's a slow trickle at lower levels as a higher cost of producers rationalize that supply. The wild card is on the demand side. This year has been a pleasantly positive surprise on that cpi today above expectation how many more increases is the fed going to have what's you know what happens if mortgage rates go from seven and a quarter to eight and a quarter percent the number i had you know apartments multifamily has been really really good but we've added something like uh, a million units of apartments in the last 12 months rents are now actually falling in a lot of markets how does that impact you know, additional supply of rental units? You know, is there going to all of a sudden be a glut of multifamily in some markets? Apparently, Austin, Miami are two flashpoints right now. Will that be other markets
1: also? Good point, and, uh, I was going to go over some existing home sales, new home sales data, but we're really pretty far into the cycle. We're over, we're over time yeah, we're almost, I, But we're almost, we're, we're too close to the ones for uh, getting released for this month's data, any or last month's data, anyway, right? Because we're three months. Right, then
0: we'll have that. In, we'll have that in two weeks when you come back from. Uh, and you're going to have a lot of good. You're going to have a lot of good intel being out in the field like that, Ash. That's going to be great. So
1: look at, look at. We'll, we'll 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 kind of put bookends on here. So what we do know is that the shipping is still good, takeout is still good, inventory is certainly, as Matt said, lower this year than it was last year, but numbers are still kind of holding up in there. Uh, we've got some pretty good undervalued items we're looking at. I mean, one of the things that we don't know is if prices do fall a little bit, there are probably producers that have just been producing to hang in there at some levels that we will see more supply come off at some point if we do go lower. The other unknown is the whole cross-border dispute and where those billions of dollars are going to go that's something we have no control or don't know anything about but that definitely has some dynamics in it
0: my big unknown my big unknown is i'm just wondering like when dave gets done with all his production whiz bang you know like how much better is he going to make me look you know is it possible it is, for him to, it like, is impossible know, like, do do to make us look
2: pr- better it's
0: pretty
1: hard we <laughs> already look hard. so good
2: that yeah. it's just you can't improve on perfection okay greg